0: Welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Barn presented by Beyond the Big Ten. I am your host, Kendall Shell, along with me are my co-host, Trevor Mbakwe, Blake
1: Hoffhaber. Blake, how are we feeling today? Doing well, doing well. Another uh, another week and got a big uh, first home game for the Big Ten game tomorrow versus Nebraska, so looking forward to watching that. I can't go, unfortunately, but I think Trev's going to be there potentially and uh, rooting on the team, hopefully, to get a uh, first Big Ten win. Trev? Yeah,
2: sounds good. Hey, I'm excited to be there. I'll be there again tomorrow for the Nebraska game. Uh, Blake, can you Venmo me $25 so I get some popcorn and Mike and Nikes, please?
1: <laughs> I, I I still <laughs> waited for you guys to pay for my dinner last year. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good though. It, it was
2: kind of sad waking up this morning and seeing snow on the ground. I know I'm a Minnesota, but still every year the winter time comes around and I'm just like, I just don't know how I do this. It's how you doing, Kendall?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm ha- I'm happy this time of the year when I think back to those years, ten years ago on campus, where we used to have to wake up to the snow. Uh, now that I'm down in Dallas, I'm a little I'm a little happier, you know, that I can wake up, don't have to worry about the snow slipping, your shoes always getting dirty, all that little stuff. But uh,
2: feeling good though, feeling good. It's hoop season. It's, it's a lot going on. Can we talk about how crazy it is to think about ten years ago? Just to even say that, and like us, if you think about like, we're in college playing basketball 10 years ago, 11 years ago.
1: Yeah, I was, I'm close to 12, man. That's, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. We're different people, man. I, I can't even, <clears throat> I haven't played in a long time, and I, I don't even want to know how bad I'd be right now, but. Oh gosh is yeah, flying by and a lot of teams have come and go and unfortunately a lot of coaches for the U have come and gone so there's been a lot of change but uh hopefully the only way up is is up right now so <laughs> deep. I guess that's the way I guess that's a good way to look at it but yeah Trav to your point it is
0: crazy though man like just thinking back towards that time like it was a lot you didn't have to think about. Like, the meals were there. You know what I mean? Like, everything was there. You knew what was coming on an everyday basis. But the amount of practice, and I don't miss, you know, the preseason, the 6 a.m. miles. I don't miss Tubby's Boot Camp. Blake, did y'all have Tubby's Boot Camp?
1: Oh, yeah. We, we started it, man. We started that <laughs> Tubby's Boot Camp at Minnesota. That was uh, – Blake's original. We had another podcast on this, but I was – Sick to my stomach every night before pre. I hated preseason. It was great because school was starting and parties and stuff, but you knew you had to run that mile every morning at like five thirty or whatever it was. And I was just so happy for when exhibition and conference games started, non-conference as well, just so we could stop with the conditioning and all that and get to playing with other teams. Blake
2: is that teammate that gave you that false sense of hope. He's like, man, I'm so tired. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And he runs like a four-minute mile. And you're like, yo, what happened? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. That was Blake. Oh,
1: no. I was was up there, bro. I wasn't as fast as a couple of the other guys. But I I hated that, though. You would have the coaches just cheering you on kind of fakely because they were tired as hell in the morning, too. (laughs) And we'd have to run to the track, too. That was almost the worst. You were tired by the time you got to the track.
0: Yeah, it was dark. It was still dark out. It was still like the previous day. Nobody was out there except for the Army and military people out there running. It's I'm cold.
2: all people out. It was bad.
0: It was bad. It was bad. And yeah, man, I remember when we had to run it at 5.30, the guards, right? Blake and I know Biggs. I think y'all had to run it in, in six minutes. And I remember, like, coming from high school, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like, a seven-minute mile was good. You know what I mean? Everything's pretty good. And we had to get there. They said, first of all, they said 530. I thought that was crazy. And then I remember, like, Austin Hollins, I think, or him or Joe Coleman, they both did it in, like, 445 or 450. And I was just like, no, nah, this this is different. Like, this, this is different. I thought I was going fast. It was, like, six minutes on my first one. Tubby was like, well, I'll see you, see you tomorrow, son. And that, that was it. That was
2: it. <laughs>
1: Oh, we were the same day. If we didn't get it, we'd have to run, like, up and down Mariucci. So I damn sure made sure I hit that every time. But quick story before we get into it. Trev, you remember when Royce came, came in uh, the first run, he just took off, and he was laughing people. And then all of a sudden, he just got on all fours and started puking, didn't finish. But, like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this guy just started taking off. He, like, lapped. He might have lapped Ralph or somebody, but it was crazy. And then he just –
2: Everybody was laughing Ralph, Ralph. so. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that, that was always the best part because actually after you go through it one or two years, you kind of know what's going to happen. So, then, like, you always look at the freshmen or whoever come in trying to prove themselves. And you're like, okay, all right, we see that first lap. <laughs> As time goes on, they're throwing up, like Blake said, like uh, Royce. Yeah, I was like, okay, Royce, good job. And then <laughs> they won't finish. But everyone's trying to impress the coaches who are on the sidelines and like, their nice com- uh, Canadian goose jackets and hats, mittens. <laughs> Looking all warm,
0: comfortable. Yeah. No worries at all. Like, you know they're tired. guys like, would come. It
1: was snowing out. They'd come with their gloves and hat and a sweatshirt on. <laughs> and Tubby would be like, all right, take them off. Make sure we <laughs> took our sweatshirts off, hat, mittens, and we just have to rock. And it was yep. snowing out. It's not. Nah, it's too much, but, man.
2: <laughs> Thinking about it, I mean, I guess I don't want to go off topic too much, but, like, I know, like, when we look at back at it, and you're like, okay, what did mile run really did? But, like, those, I think those moments kind of actually mentally prepare you for those moments. You're like, yo, if I can do this, I can do anything. Kind of, like, you know, looking back at it now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, the like, more you think about it, like, it wasn't about actually running it and being in condition, because we all know running a mile doesn't do anything for being out on the court. It's a totally different workout. But I think it was more mental to, like, you know, worry about the mile, get out there, run it, do it every day. Right. It was more like a mindset thing. I think that Tubby was trying to implement, which I get, but I didn't want to get it all. I get it now. I would never (laughs) want to go back to that. And I don't want anyone to have to go back to that. I would rather, I'd rather run killers or something. Ooh, the 17s. It was a different, it was a different time.
0: It was a different time with Tubby, man. That, that, That was a different time. I'm curious, Blake. Just cause you did start that whole Tubby boot camp era. And I can jump to you, Trev, too, cause shit. We're here now on this Tubby Wave. What's what's the <laughs> give me one of your one of your best Tubby stories. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give I'll give you an option. Give me one of your best, Blake. And then we can jump to you, uh,
1: Trev. I think my my best, I won't say my favorite, because it definitely wasn't my favorite, but I remember my <laughs> freshman year, we started out really hot. Um I think we were undefeated or maybe lost one in the ACC challenge. And then we went to Michigan State. And Michigan State was really good. And obviously, it's a tough place to play. And it was Tubby's first time playing, you know, at Michigan State, you know, being the gopher coach. And we held our own. I mean, I want to say it, i have to look it up. But, I mean, it was a close game the whole time. And we ended up losing by, like, I want to say four or five or something like that back in 2007, 2008. And we were kind of like, we weren't happy. Like, you don't want, you know, you don't want to lose, but it wasn't like, oh man, we just got beat by a non conference team or a crummy team. Like, it was, we, we, we played pretty well and just gave it away at the end. And Tubby was screaming, cussing, yelling us out on the whole plane ride home, bus ride home. And then he made sure we had early practice like we did every morning. And then we got to practice the next day. And there was, I think everyone's heard this, but. We walked through the pavilion where the girls used to play to, you know, shortcut when we had a walk from, from, uh, from the dorms and uh, there was helmets and shoulder pads with our jersey, jersey numbers on the shoulder pads. And we had to practice the whole day in shoulder pads and helmets. And I remember Al Nolan, freshman with me, I was on the second squad with him. And I felt so bad for him because he had a dribble and we were tired as hell. And he had a dribble with his helmet on and his head was down because he couldn't even hold his helmet up. So he wasn't seeing anybody out there. People were setting back screens on each other because you could turn your, your head around and just get smoked with helmets in the back. Um, and no one could shoot. That was the funniest thing. Like no one scored the whole practice because you can't shoot with shoulder pads on. Like so someone would like start clock was winding down. So someone would try to shoot, couldn't lift their arms up and just would airball at every time. But that's probably my, I don't want to say my favorite, but my, my moment that I remember very vividly with Tubby. And it happened to me on first year. I always re- remember hearing that's about hilarious. that story. That's, that's hilarious. I could imagine doing that. Yeah, it was brutal. But I think Izzo, I mean, he might've taken it from Izzo because I think there's stories that Michigan state guys tell about that same story. So you know, he was trying to make us tough and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you had to do those. He would throw it off the, you know, stand at the free throw line and two guys would be on both sides and you would have to box out the two guys. And if you didn't get the rebound on D, you would have to go again. And doing that with shoulder pads and helmets, just ramming each other pad to pad, it was just – it was a dumb thing. That drill, I didn't
2: love the drill it gave guess. me a chance to, like, just push everybody in the back and just get the offensive rebound. So, for me, I love that drill.
1: Yeah, we but the, the board worst board. part was you would – you would keep getting the rebound, pretending you are being on the offense, but then coach would get more mad and more mad. So at some point, you were just like, damn, I should just let the guys get this rebound. Because <laughs> it would start affecting the whole team. <laughs> I know. Trying
2: to earn some playing yeah. time.
1: <laughs> yes. Trev, what you got?
2: Ooh, I don't know. I got so many Tubby stories. Like, Tubby's great. My the one that kind of always sticks out to me, I think we we had a winning streak. I can't remember like who we played at that point. We won a couple wins and we had like a bad loss here and there. He brought us into like a practice one day, put us all in a circle, and like he he humbled the hell out of all of us. He told us all where we, he got us from and how he can, you know, basically like you ain't <laughs> <laughs> like he told Otto he got him from the middle of nowhere in no, uh, Latvia. He told uh Elliot, you know he got from some. He let all the JUCO players know where they around. came from. <laughs> he told me about myself. I was like, whoa, like I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, it was it was eye opener. I was like, oh, you know, because coach, you know, he's nonchalantly, you know, twirling his whistle and <laughs> going in on all of us, It was like, whoa. We looked at each other. I was like, wow. And then he, you know, he come back and play some jazz music to finish off practice, and we <laughs> we beat each other up and go from there. How about you, Kendall? Do you remember that, Kendall? That's hilarious. It's a lot of moments. Like, which one? Do you remember that one? We were all in the huddle at half court? Do I? I don't know if yes. you were there. How could I what? forget? You were there, Blake. I wasn't no,
1: there. No, he wasn't.
0: So. Blake was not there. Blake was not there. That was. I, never played I think that was my sophomore year, second year during that time. So, Blake oh. wasn't there, but – for me, I would say probably – there's a lot of them like y'all talk about, but I don't know if you remember, Trev, at Ohio State. We probably – I wouldn't say it was the best game we had. Uh, may have lost by 20, may have been 25, may have been 30. I don't know what it was, but let's just say it wasn't our best outing. <laughs> and let's just say after that game, when we left that locker room, ugh, I mean, I visualized chairs flying. Visualized <laughs> visualize water bottles flying. I mean, he
2: – Trev, do you remember that one? Like, Tubby was hot. We actually came back and almost went to overtime. We were down like 20. We came back on some random stuff. But, yeah, I remember that. I'm like, oh, we definitely did some damage. You probably had to send an invoice over to Ohio State afterwards.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say. Speaking of I was playing saying. bad like that. Speaking of playing bad like that, the last comment I'll make is, especially with Tubby, I had Tubby for all four years, but how bad was the feeling when you guys were not film the next day watching the game and you knew your shitty play was coming up? And I was just so nervous. And all of a sudden you get to it and you're like, oh, here it goes. He pauses it, starts reaming you out.
2: I hated (laughs) that.
1: And I always knew where my dumbass plays were. And I'm like, oh, boy, here it comes. And every once in a while, like, you'd get lucky as hell. Like, he'd accidentally. He wasn't very good at the remote control. Yeah. So he'd, like, yeah. fast forward it. And, like, one time it skipped past my shitty play, and I was so excited. I'm like, man, I didn't even realize what just happened.
0: But rewind you know, like,
2: it,
1: though. Go rewind it. it. I
2: laughed at everything. Left at everything. So every time I knew something was going to happen, I was like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> oh.
1: You back were like home. just I was just like sweating. You were just like, Oh, here it comes. Oh no. No. he looked back was at worst, you bro. like
0: Trevor's the worst. Are you serious? Trevor Trev was the worst. Don't let him, don't let Trev just skate over that. Trev was absolutely the worst person as a teammate in film in my entire four years, <laughs> and it wasn't even close. <laughs> Every single time something was gonna happen on film, Trevor found a way to get that person's attention. And would be laughing. <laughs> you don't know what it was like, but he knew every time somebody was about to mess up. He like, Joe, <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it'd be the worst. It'd be the worst. Then Tubby will rewind it uh, back, Blake. Like you said to your point, he would. It would be the worst during that time.
2: Oh, <clears throat> he always. Like, we're, we're just gonna watch the first half. Three hours later, we're still like through the first TV timeout.
0: <laughs> yeah it was bad it was bad man but um yeah man speak speaking of old state though speaking of what we were that terrible loss that we had with tell we made that comeback um trev i feel like this team kind of did something similar i think they were what they were down over 20 in this first half and i feel yeah. like this current team this gophers team they showed a little fight against their ohio state team i hate saying that i'm i feel like we yeah. keep saying that uh that they show fight and they show promise but i feel like that was a Pretty good Ohio State team. I think it does show, you know, show something to come back, um, you know, especially at their place. So, I don't know. I know I know. both you guys kind of jumped in, you know, looked at it a little bit. I'll start with you, Blake. Um, you know, talk through a little bit of your thoughts from the O-State game. You know, I know they did come back from down a lot. Uh, I thought about you during the game because I'm pretty sure in our last pod you talked about Dawson having to be more assertive. Uh, and I think we saw that when it came yep. when it came to the box score. So I'll let you jump in a little bit on your thoughts from the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think two things um, I guess I'll start out with is if we just don't get down 22, that's going to be a, a legit game. I mean, we just dug ourselves a hole. And unfortunately, this team tends to do that. Um, we just got to start out a little stronger. And I think if we would have done that and not turned the ball over as much, it would have been fine. Um I just think also, to your point, and I mentioned it last time, not to get credit, but Dawson needs to do – he's doing well this year, right? He's having a good year. He's been player of the week, but I hate to say it, but do a little more, and he did it. Not that he's listening to this podcast, or maybe he is, but he did more. I mean, he had a great game. He single-handedly kept the team, I think, in the game, and I don't know how many times in the Big Ten he's going to be able to do that, but if he can do that – you know, even half that good. I mean, that's he's going to have a hell of a season. So, um, you know, I was happy to see that. I wasn't happy to see how they started, but I was happy to see how they came back from being t- down 22. Because a lot of times on the road, when you get down 22 like that, it can get worse and worse and worse in a hurry. And they didn't put their heads down. They battled back. Um, unfortunately, Jameson Battle had a good game. You know, he was good for the Gophers, but you never want to see that looking back, like, oh man, that could have been he could have been with us doing that. Um, but you That's know, he did have a good watching. game. I saw him looking back at the bench a few times at the Gopher bench when he hit a couple shots. But uh yeah, he uh you know, I don't want to say it's a moral victory because I still think it wasn't that great a game, but the positives were they didn't put their head down. They came back and Garcia had a hell of a game with 36 points and kind of manhandled uh, and, and showed what type of player, you know, the All-American he he was in high school and, you know, a player he is in college here. Draft? Yeah,
2: like, it was weird watching Jamison score on us. Like, it just didn't seem right. Yeah, it's like – uh it, it took some time to get used to it. But for me, like, <clears throat> not to be exaggerate the situation, but I think this game tomorrow versus Nebraska is the biggest game of the season. I think just just they, the way that they have to come out, play at home, beat a, a solid Nebraska team, like, if they lose that game, like, I don't – you know, I'm optimistic. I, I hope that we win. I think we have a good chance. I think we will win. But also, like, you know, you don't want to go down 0-2 to start the Big Ten, especially how last season ended. ended. I know we keep talking about earlier, like, we got to forget what last year, like, happened. But let's be realistic. When If you start losing and these things start happening, like, your your thoughts come like, oh, shit, or excuse me, I remember how last year went. So I think this is the biggest game of this, the year. Obviously, you know, it's not the end of the season, but I think just getting a big win at home versus a conference opponent to start the season is going to be huge for this team. And I want to see how they rebound after last uh, last Sunday's game. Kendall? I agree. I, I agree
0: with you. I think you, when you first said that statement, I'm like, oh, a little dramatic, Trev, uh, which is kind of sure. on brand. But it makes sense. I hear you. I hear you. I think it is probably the most important game of the season from a – a mental perspective, not just from the players, um, but just from even the fan base, too. You know, I think just everyone in general, I think being the first Big Ten home game, like coming there uh, and, you know, just getting that fan base together. I think we talked about last week how important it is just to keep the fans involved and, you know, keep having that energy there. I think starting the season with a win, that'll get some people coming back. That'll help a lot. Uh, but if not, like you talked about, Trev, it's, it definitely gets tight a little bit. It definitely gets a little tough. So I agree with both of you though on, on the game. I think it's it's still a good team. I think they have a good foundation. I think they're they can be good, right? They're not good yet, but they have the talent and they have the personnel. Um I say last season, quite honestly, fellas, I don't think we even had the personnel. I don't even think they were just capable yet. A lot of it it was like if we play to our fullest potential, we can win some games. But for this team, it's more so if we don't turn the ball over, if we don't have live ball turnovers, if we just get a few more stops, if we actually take a few better shots and we start off the game better, like this is a team that compete in the Big Ten. So I like that. And then I like how big Dawson played. I feel like that was huge by him just coming with 36. I think that's a big statement game. Shows how big you know he was. I think in the first half, though, I remember they said Dawson didn't Take his first shot though, Blake. Until like 11 minutes in, actually, right? So imagine if he just came out the gate, just aggressive. I, I think and that, that
1: might have been the game. problem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you was probably the problem, off. right? I mean, yeah, it, it's good to like let the game come to you to a certain extent, but when you're the player, the best player on a team, like, I don't, I don't care, you know, let the game come to you. But 11 minutes, like, you need to get a shot up. I don't. You know, and, and I don't know if that's drawing a play playoff for the guy. You know, part of that's on him, too. Like, go get a rebound, right? I always knew if I wasn't getting the, the chance to get the ball or there to face guard me or whatever, like, I got to find a way to get the ball, right, um, and, and get active, especially so, you know, I don't want to say that's on him, but part of that's on him, and part of that's on, hey, let's, let's get him easy bucket and run a play for him to get him going, right? And that's maybe why we ended up losing the game, because we got down by so much, and he didn't. Shoot a bucket for, like you said, 11 minutes. Yeah.
2: But Dawson, hey, something about playing at Ohio State, Dawson loves. We had 20, what, 28 last year, 36 this year? So if only we can play Ohio State every time with Dawson, we'll be good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, man. I don't know if y'all know this, though, but j was talking a little too. We can't we can't act like we didn't see Jameson talking a little at the beginning of that. I'm I'm very interested to kind of see. How that was, like, I don't know, man. I want to hear y'all's thoughts. But for me, even, you know, I popped into Big Ten Media Day. And so I saw Jamison there. And for me, as just an alumni, it felt weird. Cause it's like, he's one of us, but he's also not right now. He's walking in with the old state guys. And so then I talked to uh Dawson and Pharrell was down there. I was like, is it is this weird? And Dawson was like, It's weird as hell, bro. Like this is weird as hell. Like just seeing him walk around. So I don't know. I can't imagine, man. Can you, I'll start with you, Blake. Can you imagine like Trev even like Trev just transferring to uh, Ohio state during your time there? Like how would
1: mentally, How you would know, you and, it, you? And, I think, and it's just different times. I mean, back then people didn't transfer as much. And if they did, yeah. especially in the big 10, you couldn't even transfer to another big 10 school. Like I thought that was a rule or you couldn't get a scholarship or something. Like, right? so I didn't, I didn't even know of anybody that transferred. I thought the rule was if you, like, transferred to another Big Ten school, like, you had to be a walk-on or something. Like, I like I thought there was some rule like that. So I never even – Trev, I don't know your thoughts on it or Kendall, even if you even heard of someone doing that within the same conference in the Big Ten. But I think it would be weird. I mean, not saying I wouldn't be buddies with them. Like, because obviously, you know, local kid, you know, Trev grew up here. But, like, shit, I, when you – get on the hardwood or even warming up. Like I would act like we're enemies, right? That's, that would just be my personality. I couldn't laugh with him. And if he was looking at me after he hit a shot, like that would piss me off. Right. So, you know, I know kids are a little different these days and I like to think I'm still a kid, but I think just the days with AU and social media, I just think everyone seems to be buddy buddies, even the NBA, which drives me crazy a little bit, but, um, that's just kind of the days we live in. But, I would think it would be weird, just like Dawson said.
2: Yeah, definitely weird. I didn't like the trash talking. I, I get it, but also that that one did, that that one felt weird to me. You know what I mean? Like it's like you're on this team. You know, we lost. We lost together. And now you jump ship to you know. No knock on him. He did the right thing. You know, he made he got his money. He did. You know, he's in the bigger spotlight. But uh, the whole talking mess to the bench and all that stuff. I I, I didn't like that. But. I guess maybe I'm quote-unquote old school. I would definitely would have set a hard screen on him or something. You know, we're friends, but, you know, when we get in this court, you know, like you said, Blake, we're enemies. I want to dunk on you. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to do whatever.
1: Well, it's kind of like you guys ever watch that or see that article uh, about Kobe and the Dream Team when they played Powell?
2: Yeah, when he set that back screen on him to start the – or he ran through the screen? Yeah, he
1: told his teammates they had just won the title, I think, in the NBA. And they went and played Spain, obviously. And Kobe said the first play of the game, he's going to, you know, Powell's going to try to set a screen on him and he's going to run straight through his chest. And sure enough, he did and just crushed Powell to the ground. But basically that's, that was his mentality, right? They were boys, they were best friends, are really close. But when they got on the hardwood against each other, like he was going to prove a point that they're not buddies anymore.
0: Yeah. That's... That's old school. That's Kobe. I don't think this. I don't think, this, uh, I don't think the, this new gen like y'all talking about are, are built that way. But we don't got your no point, Kobe's yeah. out there. Come on. Nah, not no more. Cam Christie. Christie might man. have it. Cam Christie might have it in him. Yeah. yeah, I can see a little Cam.
2: I don't know. I don't like the. I don't like the conference transfers though. Like to your point, we never had. I think you always had to like lose a year, or you couldn't be on a scholarship. No, I think I don't, was, I don't. I don't think you could get a
1: scholarship. Yeah, it was I'm something pretty like sure.
2: That. I don't. I don't. In like the that, Big Ten, that. other
1: conferences you could, but I think in the Big Ten, if you transferred to a different team, like it wasn't you had to sit out one year because that was everybody. Like I don't think you could get a scholarship. I think you had to be a walk-on then. I agree. So I much that. to look at. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that was it. Not that I ever looked, but I just uh, I, I thought <laughs> I heard that. Is
2: something you want to say, Blake? Where are you going to transfer to, <laughs> Iowa?
1: If everyone knows I was a hometown kid, man. I wasn't. So is was Jamison.
0: Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, that don't mean nothing That don't mean nothing So is Jamison But anyways We it's, it's all good I think that's terrible I think something does Need to change going forward I'm good with the whole Transfer thing Where you don't have to Sit out now But in conference I just I think you either Have to sell Or it just shouldn't be a thing I mean just from a Strategic standpoint That just doesn't You know what I mean It, it just doesn't make sense But anyways We move on from that um, I hope I hope we figure out You know what we can do going forward to win. Um, I think, like you said, Trev, tomorrow is probably the biggest game of the – biggest game of the season. Nebraska's a very good basketball team. So I want you two to kind of, as we wrap up here, put your coaching hat on and kind of the – I would say the winning objectives for tomorrow. I, I'll start just because I feel like I, I dropped one in earlier, but the team turns the ball over too much still, careless turnover. So I think, you know, from a – if I gave two winning objectives for the team tomorrow, just – It would probably be keep the turnovers under 10 um, and make sure Dawson has, you know, probably five to 10 shot attempts just in the first half. I think those are two big pieces for the team. I think it also kind of summarizes all that we've talked about uh, here, but I think those are kind of two big pieces. I think get Dawson going early. It's a huge one. And then they just got to turn the ball over less. You know what I mean? Because it can be deflating. And at home, it's just super important to keep the energy and keep the fans around them. So those was gonna be two big ones for me. Uh, Coach Hoffaber, I'll let you jump in with
1: what you what you've got. I'm with you. I I think you just got they got to start strong. You're at home. You got to get the crowd into it right away. Um, I think you got to get Dawson going right away. You got to get Payne going right away. I would play inside out. You know, start out inside, get some easy buckets um and then hopefully you know don't rely on the three-point shot because i think some games they're starting to rely on the three-point shot and if it's not going down it's just a cluster so i think starting off strong getting dawson and Payne going and then letting the game come to you but you you can't dig yourself a hole i think that's the biggest thing we've learned this year with this team um and you got to keep the crowd into it there's a reason why you know, Williams Arena can be tough when it gets loud in there. And there's a reason why most people play better at home and the record's better at home is because you got to, you got to have home court advantage. And if we get out slow, the crowd's not behind the team, the crowd's, you know, booing or hemming in high, it, that affects the players as much as fans yes. don't think that. So um, I think that's a huge one. And going back to your point before I go to, to Trevor, but you know, i disagree with you a little bit kendall and you know i gotta think through it a little more but i think they they'll never do it but i think it would solve the college a little bit if they said you don't lose a year but you had to sit out a year if you transfer because i think there's just way too many people that things go wrong for a second and boom they're out of here and they transfer and it just messes up chemistry of teams college coaches don't like it i mean I get that, hey, a coach can leave you know, if he's not happy and go to different schools. Why can't a player? But I don't know. I think there, there's issues with both sides of it, but not to like go on a tangent, but I, I think if they affected some kids where they had to sit out a year, they would maybe suck it up for another half a season or one more season just to make sure it wasn't a reality to get the heck out of there, and it would solve some things. But Trev, go on with the Nebraska game.
2: Yeah, we could talk about the transfer portal for a long time. We should definitely have that as a topic moving forward because I, I see both sides of it. Obviously, for me, I was a transfer myself. Um, a lot of it became because my coach didn't believe in to go to Indiana University. So, like, I think, you know, always it's always tough when you have, like, the whole coaching leaving. Like, I always think the kids should have a free transfer. I know. College so, I agree with them. that.
1: If coaches leave, yeah. you can leave.
2: But also, I don't think I think, like you said, your stipulation, I think maybe after your first two years, you should have to sit out. Well, you don't want kids just always leaving every year because, like you said, the grass is not always greener. Like one coach might tell you this, but you realize your first, you know, your two days on campus, you're like, oh, damn, this was a lie or what the case may be. So I do wish there was some some stipulations or something that we can do to make people families think twice before they're just jumping in the transfer portal because they're oh my coach doesn't play me. Like there might be a reason behind that. Um but going back to the initial point of our conversation is, uh, just to your point, both of you, um, I just want to see us get off to a good start. I think we struggled at Ohio State. We struggled even the game I went to at New Orleans. Like, we kind of, you know, it was a slow start, and we finally start, you know, finding a rhythm. Like, I just want to see them just come off the bat, get the crowd involved, them all feeding off each other, kind of like what they did versus Missouri. I want to see one of those starts and hopefully finishes also. Um, just So the kid, you know, just so everyone kind of feels in good rhythm, the crowd's involved. It's a Big Ten game. It's a It's a big environment. And I just want to kinda of set, you know, after this we I think we have a couple few like smaller games, but just kind of prepare us as we get through the, the gauntlet of the big ten. So hopefully we get off to a good start and just kinda of just ride it. And just kind of take care of you know, shooting the ball, taking care of the ball. Dawson, Pharrell, them, you know, killing the inside, Ola Joseph. Um, just, just kind of us just being us. And not, not waiting until the second half when we're down twelve, fifteen points to find like, okay, now it's time for us to, you know, ramp up things. Yeah. I agree. I
0: agree. I think we have to punch them in the mouth early, like you said, Trev. Like we can't wait to get punched in the mouth and then get in the huddle and say, "Come on, guys, let's bring it together." Like they have to come out hot. You both have been around those games at Williams, where we come out the gate hot. You know what I mean? Like we're just clicking. You don't know what happens, and you know how live the crowd is. I think that's one hundred percent where they need to be in this next game. Uh, a lot of it's going to come from Trev on the sidelines, uh, in the in the in the fans uh, section, just kind of bringing the energy too, but. I 100% agree. It needs to be a lot of click on all cylinders on the court, but also just bringing the energy. Like, let's actually protect home court. You know, we talk to guys, and they say it is tough to play at the barn when it is popping there. So we just got to bring the energy. We got to play better, and I'm excited. I think I think they can win this game. I'm very hopeful. I know it's a tough Nebraska team, but I think they can win it. So we'll we'll see what happens here. But, fellas, as always, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Uh, I think we got a few topics for these next episodes. I love the transfer portal topic, Blake and Trev. I think we'll have to touch a little bit more on that one, as that is a, a very touchy topic right now. But thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to another episode of Outside the Barn. For Trevor Mbakwe, Blake Hoffarber. we'll see you guys next time. Go Gophers. Sky you Sky yeah, you my.